Al, before we uh, we get into into this episode and mm-hmm. re restart the Resident Evil train, choo choo. Mm-hmm. I choo-choo. believe we have to begin this episode by hearing some words of wisdom from the poet Atua by the name of Earl Simmons. Okay. <clears throat> arf arf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't get it twisted. This rap is mine. It's not a game. What you heard. It's what you hearin'. It's what you hearin'. It's what you hearin'. It's what you hearin'. X gonna give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X gonna deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop pop pop and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it, but I got such a good heart I'll make him wonder if he did it. Right, and I'll do it again because I'm right, so I gots to win. Break, break with the enemy, but no matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sent in me. You never wanted nothing, but your wife said that's for the light day. I'm getting down, down. Make it say freeze, but won't, but won't, but, but won't be the one ended up on his knees. Please, if the only thing you cast is come out to play, get out of my way. First we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it pop. Go, let it go. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. You are gonna hate yourself by the time that uh, you have to edit this. Nah, it's gonna be great. You're gonna have to edit so much of that out. I am. It's a good goof. It is very much a good goof. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 116. Nice, you already had it. I just looked her up. I'm Jared. That is Doc <laughs> Al and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we are here to resume the, the, the Resident Evil train as we t- discuss Resident Evil 2. Or as we mentioned in one of the Resident Evil podcasts that I can't remember at this point, Resident Evil. Yeah, because they don't say it Two. in this game. No. Jerks. What if there was a mod instead where you hit start when you for when you boot up Resident Evil Two and it just says DMX is like dog dog barking it's like, arf, arf. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him yelling out. This though. isn't a b- game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from what I understand, if you put on, like, the classic yeah. audio, it does do the Resident Evil thing. But you have to have, like, you have to have bought, like, the deluxe edition or one of, the, like, the special editions of it to get that soundtrack. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah, so that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. But, Although uh, that Leon statue is real nice. Resident Evil 2 is a video game that was remade just very recently, but also mm-hmm. came out in the year 1998, a year that uh, a lot of people describe as one of the best years for video games in general. Uh, this is also a game that came out on a numerous platforms before its remake. Uh, it came out mm-hmm. on the PlayStation, of course. 
on January 21st, 1998 in the North America regions and Japan, January 29th, 1998 in Nepal and April 29th, 1998. And also a DualShock version, which released in Japan on August 6th, 1998 and North America on November 11th, 1998. On the Microsoft Windows platform in Japan on February 19th, 1999 and North America on February 28th, 1999 and on Pal on April 1999. On the Nintendo 64 on October 31st, 1999, so obviously a big, big difference there between the that and the PS1 version. In Japan on January mm-hmm. 28th, 2000 and on Pal regions in February 9th, 2000 uh, also came to the Dreamcast in Japan on December 22nd, 1999. Pal April 28th, 2000 and North America on December 6th, 2000. Came to the GameCube on January 14, 2003 in North America, January 23, 2003 in Japan, and May 30, 2003 in PAL, and also came to the Game.com. Tiger Electronics, fantastic handheld platform. Uh, then, of course, the uh, the latest version, just recently remade and all that, came out on January 25, 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. That is the version that uh, you played through, and I watched you play through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the one we, we mostly have the, at least I guess I have the most experience with. Uh, you, I believe you've played the original version. I have. Which I have also played a little bit of, but I don't remember anything from. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I know is, that, hey, I own a copy of Resident Evil 2 on PS1. Nice. I don't know where it is. I'm assuming it's somewhere here. But, yeah, I played a little bit of it and then never got that far. It was scary. Scary. This one was scary. It was. Like, super scary. Got the spooks in it. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I feel like before we get into Resident Evil 2, we have to talk about uh, a precursor to this game. And that's Resident Evil 1.5. The half-step. That's a thing. The half-step into Resident Evil. I'm gonna I'm gonna read from the Wikipedia page that mm-hmm. discusses uh, Resident Evil 1.5 and also a little bit about the final version, which they talk about, and then we'll eventually because there's some weird there's some weird things that they're referencing here, and I am like curious to see what they what this means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then we'll eventually talk about the differences between the ports and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Resident Evil 1.5. Uh, Wikipedia describes it as the development of Resident Evil 2 began one month after the completion of its predecessor in early 1996. The first footage of the game was shown at the V-Jump Festival in, ni- in 1996 in July, which I believe is a festival surrounding, like, the Jump Series magazines, which is a weird place to unveil Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, this early build, later dubbed Resident Evil 1.5 by producer Shinji Mikami, differed drastically from the release version in scenario, presentation, and gameplay mechanics. Its plot fa- followed the same basic outline as that of Resident Evil 2 and featured a zombie outbreak in, Res- in Raccoon City two months after the events of the first game. In this version of the story, however, Umbrella had already been closed down as a consequence of their illegal experiments. The development team sought to retain the level of fear from the original game and introduced two characters who lacked experience with terrifying situations. Rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy... Largely identical <laughs> to his persona in the final build, and Elza Walker, a college student and motorcycle racer vacationing in Raccoon City, her hometown. Unlike the final version, the story paths of Leon and Elza did not cross, and each playable character had two support partners instead of just one. Leon received help from fellow police officer Marvin Branagh and a researcher named Linda, an early version of Ada, while Elza was aided by Sherry Birkin and a man named John who appeared in Resident Evil 2 as a gunshop owner Robert Kendo. Real-world examples influence several character designs by artists Isao Ohishi and Ryoji Shimogama, 
For example, Ohishi based Leon, Leon on his bloodhound, a dog. What? what? Yep, that's, that's what it says. And Annette Birkin was modeled <laughs> after actress Jodie Foster. The police department in which Resident Evil 1.5 began had a more modern and realistic design. It was smaller than the final building scene in Resident Evil 2. There are more encounters with sur- surviving policemen, such as a superior officer of Leon called Roy. Roy! Roy! The number of polygons used for enemy models were far lower than in the re- release version. This allowed many zombies to appear on the screen, a method of invoking fear in the player that recurred through Resident Evil 1.5. Furthermore, the game employed dy- dynamic music and frequently applied alterations to the pre-rendered backgrounds to... In response to events during the gameplay, the playable characters could be equipped with gear such as protective clothing that enhanced their defense and enabled them to carry more items. The characters' polygonal models were altered by costume changes and by damage received from enemies. This really seems like, from what they had developed before they scrapped it all, like, a game that was ahead of its time. It was definitely ahead of its yeah. time. Which is interesting to hear about, considering, like, you know, they have all of this stuff, like, already mapped out and developed that like it just all got scrapped and never I mean like obviously some parts of it came into what we now know as Resident Evil 2 but you know other parts of it just like you know they never went back to yeah and I mean it's rumored that it was like at least 80% done but yeah like it sounds like it. it yeah Um, and like that number varies from like 60 to 80 but even then that's a significant portion of a game finished that they're just like you know what no I'm getting rid of it I don't like it. Yeah, this, uh, the, it says down here, uh, 1.5 was scrapped at a development stage of 60 to 80%. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> also, of course, remember that uh, this was directed by Hideki Kamiya, mm-hmm. which is still a weird thing to think about. Uh, Shinji Mikami later explained that the game would not have reached the desired quality in the aforementioned period. Uh, they were trying to release it by May 1997 and basically it wasn't coming to... Uh, and he especially frowned upon the gameplay and locations for being dull and boring. Uh, the story of Resident Evil 1.5 with which Mikami planned to end the series was criticized by supervisor Yoshioki, or Yoshiaki, uh, Yoshiki Okamoto, who is, let's see here, let me just get this right. Uh, he is a de- designer credited with producing popular titles for Konami, including Gears and Time Pilot, and Capcom, including Final Fight and Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Wow, okay. Uh, so he found it to be too conclusive to allow for future installments. Instead, Okamoto proposed the creation of a fictional universe that would turn Resident Evil into a meta-series similar to the Gundam and James Bond franchises <laughs> in which self-contained wow. stories with common elements could be told. Uh, during a period in which the team made no progress in writing the scenario, Okamoto was introduced to professional screenwriter Noboro Sugimura, who... Uh, he obviously would go to work on Resident Evil and the Onimusha series is later on. Uh, he was enthusiastic about the first game's story. Uh, they got, they brought him in as a consultant. And then basically were like, hey, why don't you write all of Resident Evil 2? <laughs> <laughs> that included uh, reworking Elsa into Claire. Uh, connection to Making that a connection to the first plot. So they had that sort of thing. Jesus, Capcom's initial plan for this game was to have it sell 2 million copies. Whew. And to do that, Kamiya was like, well, to attract new co- new customers, we're going to make this more ostentatious and a Hollywood-like style presentation. Hmm. Well, let's see if there's anything else. 
Uh, only a few assets from Resident Evil 1.5 could be recycled as the principal locations in the final build were made to look more extravagant and artistic based on photographs taken of the interiors of Western-style buildings in Japanese cities. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they, like, get kicked out of buildings trying to take pictures? Uh, this doesn't say, but... I'm pretty sure that the developers were, like, in those buildings taking pictures for a reference, and they got kicked out of them That's because amazing. you're not supposed to take pictures. Like, I'm I'm 90% certain I'm, I'm not making that up. Apart from the graphics, one of the most important new features was the zapping system, which was partly inspired by Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> what? That's all it says. Uh, the, vo okay. the voiceovers by the all-Canadian cast of Resident Evil 2 were recorded before the actual cutscenes were completed, with each of the actors selected from a roster of 10 people per role. Thereafter, the full motion videos were created by filming stop-motion animations of action figures, which were then rendered to completed pictures of computer graphics tools. Ada's movie model could not be finished in time, thus she is the only main character not to appear in a pre-rendered pre cutscene. Uh, several changes had to be made between the regional versions of RE2. The North American version contains more violent game-over screens, which were removed from the Japanese Biohazard 2. And RE2 was also made more difficult than its Japanese equivalent to prevent rentals from affecting U.S. sales. That's interesting. Interesting. Because you hear that more often from, like, the NES, SNES era, not from a mm -hmm. midway through the PS1 era. Hmm. Huh. Also, I guess kind of weird as well to hear, like, oh, the, 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 the North American version is the hard one and the Japanese one's the easy one. Because usually that's also yeah, that's flip-flopped. Yep. Uh, you want to hear about uh, the differences between these initial releases, and then we'll we'll talk about the one we played. You bet. All right. Uh, so, following the initial release of the PS1 version, it was reissued and ported to other systems. The first re-release was the DualShock version, which incorporated support for the vibration and analog control functions of the DualShock controller. Other additions included a new unlockable minigame called Extreme Battle and a rookie mode that enables the player to start the main story with a powerful weapon that features infinite ammo. The Japanese release wow. of the DualShock version contained a USA version mode based on the difficulty difficulty level of Resident Evil 2's Western versions, which is interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. The DualShock version served as the basis for the majority of the ports, such as the Windows-based PC CD version Resident Evil 2 Platinum. Uh, aside from retaining all previously added features, the PC version can be run in higher resolutions! Whoa. A data gallery was added to the main menu, allowing the player to view movies, rough sketches, illustrations, and 3D models. <laughs> In February 2006, a, Jap a Japan-exclusive Windows XP-compatible PC DVD re-release was published. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's dated. It included high-quality FMVs. Uh, the Dreamcast version keeps the additions from the original PC release and incorporates real-time display of the character's condition on the VMU peripheral, which is which is cool. Uh, the Japanese edition of the Dreamcast port was given the subtitle Value Plus and came with a playable demo of Resident Evil Code Veronica. Smart. An unmodified port of the DualShock version was released for the GameCube. The initial PlayStation version was re-released on the Japanese PSN in 2007, while the service's North American counterpart, counterpart received the DualShock version two years later. Uh, and then there's the N64, which we know is, the, the, is, is a system. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, the N64 version of RE2 differs, from, differs most from the other releases, as is... The, the one of the very few games released to the console to have FMVs, overcoming the limited storage space of the cartridge. The PlayStation version was with two CD-ROMs up... Oh, excuse me. The PlayStation version with two CD-ROMs of up to 700 megabytes per disc was faithfully replicated with unique enhancements on a 64-megabyte N64 game pack. 
audio and visio, video, visio, video assets had to be aggressively <laughs> and creatively compressed using novel techniques that shift the burden more toward the console's high real-time pro- processing power. God, they had a budget of a million dollars to port this game to N64. That's ridiculous. Uh, This version offers features that were not included on any other system, such as alternate costumes, the ability to adjust the degree of violence and to change the blood color, a randomizer to place items differently during each playthrough. That's really interesting. And a more responsive first-person control system. Additionally, the port features 16 new in-game documents known as EX files, written by Tetsuro Oyama. Hidden throughout the four scenarios, they reveal new information about the series lore and connect the story of Resident Evil 2 to those of the other installments, including some that hadn't even been released at the time. Hmm. Uh, The N64 adjusted display resolution, blah, 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 blah. Supports the expansion pack. Yeah. Yeah. This is also interesting. The N64 version is the only one to use surround sound. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Some features from the other enhanced ports on the DualShock version do not appear in the N64 version, such as Extreme Battle minigame. And then uh, there was a port of Resident Evil 2 for the Sega, uh, Sega Saturn, but uh, it eventually led to... It was canceled in October 1998, so it did not come out. Uh, the uh, Game.com version <laughs> came out in late 1998. It included only Leon's story path and removed several of the original game's core features. Uh, in February 2013, an unfinished build of Resident Evil 1.5 was leaked onto the internet. Ooh. That's interesting. Uh, in Italy, Resident Evil 2 was temporarily banned in 1999 following criticism from the political organization. Oh boy, here we go. Let's let's butcher some Italian here. <laughs> Movimento Diritti Civili. <laughs> it's the civil rights movement. For its realistic depiction of violence with the law enforcement law enforcement agency. Guardia di Finanza ceasing over 5,500 unsold copies. After Sony Computer Entertainment asked for a re-examination of the seizure, seizure, seizure decree, the ban was lifted a few months later. Wow. That's intense. Jesus. Now we know. Uh, at the time of its release, also, it became the fastest-selling video game in North America. On the weekend following its release, it sold 380,000 copies and grossed $19 million dollars. It therefore surpassed the revenue of all but one Hollywood, mov- Hollywood movie at the time and broke previous sales records set by the video games Final Fantasy VII and Super Mario 64. Wow. Uh, it, it eventually would sell up to 4.96 million copies, which obviously I think was is a surpassing Capcom's initial 2 million uh, estimate that they wanted to do. So mm-hmm. they did their thing. And then they remade the game 21 years later. Which... I have two things to say about that. Okay. Um, one, talking about the year 1998. Um, I was a a young owl at that point. Uh, depending on what... I think I was generally 10 for most generally. of... Generally. <laughs> I mean, I was born in January, so I was 10 for most of the year. Um, 10-year-old owl... Realized that 1998 was a good year for, like, video game blonde dudes. Um, Because I didn't, like... I didn't really have game crushes until Leon S. Kennedy and Link in Ocarina Time. And then, like, oh, how far I've fallen. 
now I just have game crushes all over the place. <laughs> but those two, they were like the first. Um, second, I want to say that the most tragic part about this remake is that they changed Leon's backstory. <laughs> it is no longer his first day, and he no longer got dumped and got completely trashed before his first day at <laughs> Raccoon City Police Department. Uh, but it makes so much more sense. Like, logically, it makes more sense that if he were, like, down in the dumps and drunk off his ass, and then he's like, oh, you know what, I have to go to work, crap. Like, he wouldn't have time to look at the news or see what's going on in Raccoon City. Um, he would just be like, oh, crap, I'm late to work. I'm going to lose my job. Oh, no. But, like, he has time. Because his backstory in the remake is that he's, like, waiting for instructions. Like, why change that? It's hilarious that he was drunk. <laughs> Because then you're just imagining that he's playing the, or he's going through the entirety of the story of Resident Evil 2 just hung over his it's True. Can you imagine how wild it would be to be hung over and then Mr. X shows up? He's like, oh, God, this day just keeps getting worse. Like, not only did you get dumped, but also you're hung over and also there is a giant man coming after you. He's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. Like, what a wild day. But they took that out. It's very tragic. It's, like, the worst part about this. But otherwise, it was a lot of fun. Um, I played this. Mm -hmm. And you were my moral support. It's true. Uh, kind of the reverse of what we did for the original Resident Evil remake. Mm -hmm. um, so, we did Leon A, Claire B mm -hmm. first. And, um, for one, like, it's incredibly pretty. It is. It's a really pretty video game. Um, Leon abandons his Jeep very early on. Leon, your Jeep! Leon, your Jeep! Your Jeep! <laughs> your Jeep, Leon. Uh, which I still don't understand why he didn't take his Jeep. Maybe, maybe because he was worried that he didn't have gas in it. I don't know. He's... How did he have the police car had gas in it? No one ever said that boy knows how to think clearly. Um, I think that since we refer to him as well as the uh, big energy, I think that he does not clearly think, but Leon, your Jeep. The BDE person of the week. He is the BDE person of the week, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Something that is worth mentioning is that, one, uh, they did, like, facial scans. So the models of Leon and Claire don't look anything like previous looks of Leon and Claire. Mm -hmm. um, and they also did not use the traditional voice actors of Leon and Claire. Correct. Uh, which is very upsetting. Correct. Very upsetting. Um, you guys should pay voice actors what they are worth and stop getting scabs. True. Yes. Because I think that would have made a big difference in this game to have people who are used to these characters voicing them. 
Yeah, because especially just going through, you know, playing through both those routes as you did, like, and hearing a lot of that voice acting, like, it's it's, it's not good. Yeah. There's a lot of times where, like, this delivery is real flat or awkward and just, it's not a... I, I don't know if I would just attribute that down to performance or just the way it was directed, but it is overall not a good... uh not a good package there yeah it's it's not great but like imagine honestly imagine if we had gotten this game with matt mercer as leon and allison court as claire like that would have been good yeah of course totally that would have been so good which we did um get uh keith silverstein in this so there is that positive <laughs> very briefly. although he voiced very briefly, he might be in the the fourth survivor route. Um, yeah, more because that that's hunk, but um, he's no he agent. Voices hunk. I mean, he is not an agent. He is hunk. It's true. Uh, which I always thought it was funny that his name was hunk. <laughs> it's it's pretty goofy. All in caps, but hunk. I I feel like it's kind of indicative how like through mo the like through most of Claire A and Leon B, we literally just. We literally made fun of like one of her line deliveries where she yells at um the police chief. It's like I'm gonna get you, you. <laughs> yeah, that ended up being a thing for us throughout Claire A. Leon B. Um, well, it was mostly Claire A. But you know, there was the ending of the true ending where we do have Sherry coming up again, but um. Yeah, I forget uh, Irons. Irons yeah. is his name. She's she's yelling at him, and it seems like the voice actress is just like unsure about <laughs> throwing down the f bomb because yeah. she's like, <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? What's with the f like when you're somebody, you just say it. Yeah, you, just you don't like board. hesitate. Um, but it ended up becoming a thing for us throughout the game to just like say that Sherry learned how to say the F-bomb via Claire. <laughs> so every time she did, she did the... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so... Um, sometimes delivery is bad, and then there's this part at the very end where Leon's like, Claire, hi! You're here too? What are you doing? Get out of here! And it's like, oh my god, dude. Is this 1998 voice acting? What are you doing, buddy? Or, or at the very end when... They reunite, and Claire's like, this is Sherry. And he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I actually really like that. <laughs> I think it's so bad. It's just, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool, you have a kid now. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, some of the some of the story beats are a little different, but for the most part, the game is pretty much the same mm -hmm. um obviously way prettier um way scarier and one thing that i also think that i want to talk about is it is so much more gory yeah like to yeah. the point that there are there are several times that i had to look away while i was playing it because of, like i just can't i can't deal with it that. it's definitely uh like worthy to note that like the japanese version of this is 
like the violence is toned down a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, specifically, there's a scene very early on when uh, you go to like check a, a zombie and like his like the jaw just like kind of like flops down essentially. Yeah. Uh, in the Japanese version, like that just doesn't happen. Like the the mouth is still like all connected essentially. So like, I wish there was a way to like toggle that. Well, you gotta get, you gotta find the N sixty. You need the N sixty four like features in this. <laughs> Change the level of violence. Make the blood like green or something. I mean, yeah. I just wish there was a way to toggle like whether or not you get like the gratuitous violence because right, yeah. the game is scary even without that. Like you don't need that to make this game scary. And and I, I completely agree with you. Like I've, obviously they they kind of like you know play off of a lot of iconic scenes from the original. Like, the dude mm-hmm. getting, obviously, cut in half from the... Cut in half. The, ...the door, but, like, that is, like, just gratuitous to, have, to like... Look, if this was 10 years ago, like, 19-year-old Jared would be looking at me and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're you're getting soft in your old age. And it's like, yeah, of course I am. Like, I don't need to see that stuff now. <laughs> 10 years ago, I, mean, I would have been okay with it, but, like, now I'm just like, Ugh, no. I don't know that I need to see it 10 years ago. Like... I I am perfectly fine not seeing people's intestines. Yeah, it's it's much. It's like, a bit much. I I don't have to see those. Really, like this is part. <laughs> that, with they're X. supposed to be in the body. They are supposed to be in the body. Like if they are out of the body, that is a very bad thing. I don't want to see it. Um, but there is a part with X where his his body gets a little messed up mm-hmm. and um. His kind of like slide out the side of him, like yeah. he, he jingle jangles, like like the kitties. Yeah, weird. Um, although I think one of the the best things that we did in Resident Evil Two when we were playing it is, um, I get spooked pretty easy, <laughs> like really easy. You do. You are. I think that was kind of one of the reasons I was I was there just to like <laughs> when things got a little hectic I was like all right I'm, I'm your coach now I'm here to calm you down and we're gonna get through the situation <laughs> we've got a game plan here we're gonna we're gonna get through this and um we came up with an idea I don't know which of us actually did it first but um it might have been you but there was this one zombie that, like, I boarded up the window, and every time I walked by him, I kept getting spooked because he, like, slams against yeah. the wood or the glass or whatever and starts, like, groaning. For context, this is the and uh, the the, win- the zombie at the window by the dark room. By the dark room. room. Mm-hmm, by the stairs. And I kept forgetting he was there. And you like, Ugh! And so eventually, yeah, I would get spooked every time. So eventually we're like, okay, we're going to name him and give him a backstory. <laughs> and so we named him Steve, Steve! and he was a... Steve, he was a food delivery guy. Is that what we said he was? Yeah, he was trying to deliver food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when Steve broke the glass, we're like, "Steve, you got to clean up your mess, man. What are you doing, Steve?" <laughs> and so it made it a lot easier for me to get around that guy because every time we would turn the corner, even with Claire um, and Claire A, when we came across him, we're just like, "Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? How you doing?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, he's leading his arm out. He's gonna give you a high five as you go by." Yeah. It made it way less scary to name him Steve. Oh, also in uh, in Claire's route, Steve Steve had a relationship with Mr. X. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. It's true. I forgot the relation. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we had an immense backstory here. 
huge backstory. He also has like an evil twin brother. Yeah, Marv. Marv and Marv ends up getting killed in the B route because he doesn't. Because he doesn't know how to stay behind a, a, a window like his brother, mm-mm. his good brother. Steve and Marv. So if you need like pro tips on how to not be spooked by Resident Evil Two, just just name just name them. Yeah, name some zombies in the windows. They'll, they'll just like like and be like, ah, oh, Steve, you goober, ah, <laughs> you, I knew it. <laughs> Oh, you, you got me. <laughs> Ayy. So um, that's that's a thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. And we we definitely did that. It was very funny. Um, But it's it's a whole lot of the same stuff that you would expect from a Resident Evil game. Like you're running around, you're finding keys, you're solving puzzles, you're killing zombos. Um, Just without tank controls this time. Without tank controls, thank God. Um... They reuse zombie models a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Um it's it's kind of like after seeing the same guy like ten times in the same level, you're like, Alright now. This game is beautiful, what are you doing? <laughs> um and I don't remember if they gave the context in the original game, but uh, in order to explain why the building is like extremely extravagant for a police station and weird, they do explain, yeah, and weird. They do explain in this one that it used to be an art museum, and so that makes it make a little bit more sense why it's so like, massive. Who's, and... Who is thinking like, oh man, this art museum's going out of business? What if we put a police station there? A police station. I mean, I guess you do what you gotta do. It's weird. I had Leon S. Kennedy, Leon Scott Kennedy, rookie cop. Rookie cop. Um, in his mom jeans and white tennis shoes coming in to be a cop. Um which at least he put on his like uniform later because he looked way better in that than he did the mom jeans. <laughs> I don't know what that look was, but 1998, I guess. 1998 post not hangover. Man, I'm still mad that they took that out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were we were solving puzzles, and uh, we have the good story about me and the liquor. I think it was the I first like... liquor that we encountered. <laughs> was that the one where we were like, okay, so the the idea here is to like just be quiet and walk around them, and yes. It, my good pal Al <laughs> is is doing her she's doing her rubesti and she does that and the liquor is just right in front of her and she just yep. walks right into him. I was trying to get around him and he ran into me. And he's like, Whoa And you're like, Wah So then I just like laid into him. Panic shots. <laughs> So many panic shots, but like I was trying to get around him, and he just like got up in my face, and it alerted him. I was walking in everything. I was trying so hard. Yeah, you walked. You were walking so well. You walked into him. <laughs> he walked into me. Let's be real. Mm, he walked into me. That's debatable. He walked into me. Look what? Look, that's a. That's that's a. That's a referee's decision. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave that up to the 
the officials here. Well, if they say that I walked into him, they're wrong because he walked into me. I was very much trying to get around him because I was scared. Very scared. There's a JoJo reference. Yep. Yeah, on the lockers. This is JoJo. I don't know if it's act- I don't know if it's an actual JoJo reference, but I mean know, it could be. It could be. Capcom at that time would have been making that JoJo game. Mm, true. Obviously not this time, um, but like back in '98. Yeah. So like the gist of the story is that like Leon finds out that there's a like downstairs way to get out of the police station. Um, the police station was originally used as like a refugee spot, but the zombies have gotten in. And so everybody's turning into zombos. Marvin has been bitten on his side, and he is very much in not good shape. Uh, he keeps giving you advice, which is very nice. And every time you're like, hey, you should get you out of here, he's like, no, 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 nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, you gotta get out of here, kid. <laughs> Just gonna lay down on this couch here. Uh, and so you are finding these medallions to try and get out of the out of the police station. <laughs> you know, as, to, you to, as you do. As you do. You know, you have to go through like the art room and you have to like blow up a cage with some C4 and go through the library. And I don't remember what the other one is, but like there's so many things that you have to the do to get the these medallions. Room. Oh, right, right. In the main room, you're right. Um... All, all the while you're killing liquors and zombies and opening safes and finding keys and figuring out what your coworkers' initials are and stealing their <laughs> You know, as you do. Once you, like, feel relatively... Well, he doesn't come until later, does he? Um... I can't remember if it's post going down, going down? or not, but it's, it's kind of around that time. Yeah, because you get to go down into the, like, underground area and you get to a parking garage. Mm-hmm. Um, Depending on who you're controlling, there's different areas you get to explore. Mm-hmm. And so this is, like, where Leon first meets his lady love for the rest of his life, which, um, for the record... There is this one scene where Leon runs into Claire and they awkwardly flirt with each other, which is hilarious. <laughs> it really is. Uh, they they are very bad at flirting, especially since the like zombie apocalypse is upon them. Um, but like, hey, how you doing? Good to see your face and all that. Uh, but then Leon meets Ada, and it's all over. <laughs> no one else ever had a shot. His d- Magnet is is set. Activated. It is activated. He's like, all right, it's you. It's you. Um, after she shoots the zombie doggo away from him, he's like, all right, well, I'm in love. He's like, you killed that zombie dog and now I have the weirdest boner. <laughs> Legit, that's how it went. Pretty promise. much, yeah. Yeah. Um. So... You, uh, you're kind of, like, bouncing between, like, the downstairs area. Like, there's this great thing that happened to us in the morgue where the one guy we knew he was going to come back, so I tried to shoot him beforehand so that he wouldn't come back. 
and he ended up like flipping over himself. He did. He did like a a friggin' wrestling bump. <laughs> he like folded in half, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I forgot who it was on Twitter, but somebody responded to my picture on Twitter and said he died doing what he loved. <laughs> I was like, "What did he die doing? <laughs> what is that?" Um. So that was funny. Um. But there's a whole lot of hopping around and trying to solve puzzles. And, like, when you start feeling safe-ish, emphasis on the ish, which I guess I skipped the whole fight with Birkin. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta fight Papa Birkin. You gotta fight Papa Birkin. Um, the G level 1 Birkin you fight with Leon when you... Um, G unit level 1. Oh, my God. When you go down from the police station, he's like, hey, I have a metal rod thing I'm gonna hit with and then you're like um I'm gonna shoot you in the eyeball a lot stay away from corners <laughs> let me shoot you in your very giant exposed eyeball mm -hmm. so uh, yeah I totally forgot that that was a thing that we had to do but we had to do that too but yeah there's like a level of comfort that you're like alright I know what's going on I feel okay there are zombies there are... I'm solving puzzles everything's fine until it's not this isn't a game. <laughs> um, the they weren't called BOWs at this point, were they? <laughs> I think that's been I think that's been retconned in. But anyway, um, the the tyrant appears to attack you. Uh, he has been deemed by basically everyone Mr. X because Claire calls him that at some point. Uh, she doesn't in this game, I don't think. I don't but, think so. Uh, she did in the original. And so that's how he got his name. Uh, he, uh... You, you go to put the fire out on this helicopter that runs into the police station because the pilot has become zombified. And you're like, oh, the fire's out. I can go down this hallway. Oh, wait, no, I can't. The helicopter's blocking it. And then you see this giant giant man in a trench coat and a fedora he just like lifts the helicopter up and just comes like charging at you and you're like oh god <laughs> um he's so scary in this game he gives me so much anxiety <laughs> um because like he has that like weird screechy theme mm -hmm. and it, but it, also you can hear his footsteps yeah you just all you're just constantly hearing it's like All the time. You never know where he is, ever. It's one of those things that, like, watching it, I was like, this is a really interesting mechanic in mm -hmm. the way that, like, it completely, like, subverts how, like, the original game just let you kind of free roam and really had no consequences for it. And this, you're more like, oh, God, I'm panicking. I need to do things, and I, I got to do them. But, oh, God, this guy's just going to keep coming after me. But it's so, like, I found that really interesting. But, like, it, it's one of those things where if I was playing it, I would f hate it. <laughs> Pretty much it's for the same exact reasons you reason. do. Um, and I don't know that I hate it. I'm just scared of it. And I don't know why I'm scared of it. Like, he never killed me. Well, he did kill me once. But not in that form. But just the idea that he's, like, stalking you is so terrifying. And I was just telling you, like, I was texting you earlier. And, like, the idea of him is comical. Yeah. Because... Somebody in Umbrella is like, all right, we have this giant tyrant that we're 
you know, gonna try and pass off as a person. So let, let's put him in a trench coat and a fedora and like hopefully people won't notice that he's, you know, a B.O.W. <laughs> like, what? What is that logic? But for some reason it makes him scarier to me than like the Tyrant in the first game because Tyrant in the first game just got like out and hard out and he Nude doesn't dude. have any clothes on. And like this guy is way scarier. Well, he's also bigger, I think, than the original. He is bigger, but... And just, like, more intimidating. So, he's definitely more intimidating. And he can't be hurt. Yeah, that's the. That's, I think that's also part a, of it. a key thing. But we did realize that rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy is a <laughs> wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but only the 98 version. Yes, only the good version. Which is another addition that this game has that for free you can download the ninety-eight polygonal versions of Claire and Leon. Which, and so Which I love when like games do that from when, like it's like a re release or a series that has roots back to that like time period and they just like include old characters like or the characters that like just dress like that. Like I know um Metal Gear Solid Four did that, I think MGS5 might have done it as well, but, like, I, I love seeing, like, that style of, like, polygonal art in, like, a a modern game and just seeing, like, the contrast between everything and just, mm -hmm. it looks so goofy, but, like, I love it. It's so good. It's hilarious. And so we'll get back to him being a, a wizard, but um, originally when I downloaded, when we first played it, we played them in their regular outfits. And right. when we were going to uh, Claire A, Leon B, we're like, okay, let's let's put them in different outfits. So originally we were going to put them both in 98. But then I was like, okay, wait, but what if <laughs> we put Claire in her regular outfit and we put Leon in Leon 98? Mm -hmm. God, I have zero regrets doing that. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, which Leon 98, his, his mouth doesn't move and he cannot shut his eyes, nor his uh, hands. which is, nor his hands. His hands are big block things, um, which leads to some very fantastic results. <laughs> like, uh, there's a part where he's supposed to be sleeping and his eyes are just <laughs> wide open. Uh, every time he's talking to somebody, his mouth doesn't move. So he's just like vocalizing things, but his mouth is just stuck uh there's a part where he's like holding a bracelet and it's like clipping through his <laughs> weird block hands um i don't remember if there are any other like hilarious things but uh oh yes there was but we'll talk about that when it happens um but there were just so many moments that were really good so um highly recommend doing at least one of them with one of the characters and their 98 outfit yeah the one thing i was kind of disappointed by was that like it didn't affect anyone else like like how um an re1 the the modern chris outfit affected like um rebecca and, and rebecca. stuff like that like i would have found it funny if like all of the leon specific characters like ada got like a 98 polygonal version of themselves but it made it it made it better in the in the long run for yeah, certain 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 scenes. reasons um yeah definitely for certain scenes it was better this way but um there was a point where i was 
not sure where Mr. X was. I heard him, but I wasn't sure if he was like around the corner or what. And so I was going to try and run away. And I opened a door on the east side and he was there, like opening that door. Well, you were so you were in a room that had a liquor and you were running from that and then you were going I was back in the to the art main room, room the liquor was there. You were going to head back to the main room and then you opened up that like that room to the like uh, I forget what the reception office, yeah, the reception office, room, whatever. And just like he's just right there, <laughs> right there. And um, so that led to more panic because I was trying to get away from the liquor in the art room. There was also a zombie in that hall. Mm-hmm. And then I opened the door and Mr. X is there. And so I'm just like pressing the run button as hard as I can. And somehow Leon just like clips through him. <laughs> Straight through. Straight through. And I'm just like, okay, keep going. <laughs> uh... It was wild. It was really good. Um, but yeah, I guess eventually in, in Leon's route, you, uh, you get out of the police station, you get to go into the sewers. They're gross. Um, Ada's there, you, you get to meet Kendo, who is not at all Japanese descent in this one. Like, he is definitely a white guy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird, um, because Kendo is supposed to be, like, partially Japanese, at least. And his daughter looks it. Yeah. But but he doesn't. Um, that's kind of a sad scene. People die. Uh, but yeah, then you go in the sewers and it's gross and there are all kinds of like weird critters down there, including a giant alligator. Who you see for like two minutes and then he's like, Well, I'm gone. Bye. Uh, he's probably the easiest boss fight in the entire game. <laughs> Once you know, really like, true. which directions to go, you're fine. You go left, right, left, he bites the thing, and you shoot it, and he just has no more head. It, it, slides towards you. It's one of the things we talked about when we were, when you were playing it, is that, like, that's such, a, like, a huge creature, and, like, just... He goes down so easy. Yeah, like it's one of the things you would you would look at and be like, "Oh, this is going to be a terrorizing force that's going to haunt me throughout all of these sewers." And then, no, you're just done with him, and literally two minutes after you meet him, you blow him up, and yep. he's dead. Dead, like actually dead, not like Birkin dead. And you're like, okay, that that sure was something. And then, like, there's nothing else. There's no other big gators in the in the sewers mm-hmm. or anything. It's just that was it. That's that. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. And, um, we get the the weird shenanigans of, like, we meet Annette down here, and she sets a zombie on fire, but then starts shooting and hits Leon in the shoulder. Uh, which then Leon, uh, which Leon basically takes a bullet for Ada at this point, so, like... And then takes a nap. Takes a nap with his eyes open in the 98 version. Yeah, he sleeps with his eyes open. He's, always, um, he's ever the alert. Ever the alert boy. Um, Ada like bandages him up and gives her trench coat to him. And then she's like, I'm going to go do things. I'm a and, hacker. Oh, God. Her, her hacking thing is a thing. Um, which... 
You also have Mr. X show up while you're doing all this shenanigans? No hacking. No hacking. Uh, and the big, like, get of this section is that Ada gets, like, a identification bracelet to get in the nest, which is basically, like, the Umbrella Underground Lab. But then she gets, like, a piece of shrapnel in her leg and passes out in the trash heap. And Annette really wants to murder her. Annette really wants to murder her. Like, super duper wants to murder her. Um, unclear why at this point. But we will find out later. And so after she takes a nap in the trash, Leon's like, oh, where's Ada? My magnet is activated. Let's go. Uh, so he he gets up and we have to solve like dumb chess puzzles because God, I hate chess puzzles. Because the, the person who's running the sewers has like a chess fetish. Yeah, it's legit like a chess fetish. The keys have it. The the plugs are chess. It's it's gross. Um. There's this one door in this area that you can sometimes shoot the zombies through, but then other times, like, it'll just ping off for some reason. You're like, oh, my God, are you joking? It's oh, it's so irritating. So there are multiple times that I would just, like, casually open the door, take a shot, and then, like, leave again. But then I would also just try and get headshots through the, the door and fail a lot you'd hit those tiny bars so much so much it was really really upsetting um so you get through all that you get to ada and then they're like hey we're gonna go down to nest and we're both liabilities at this point because he has a bum shoulder and she has a bum leg but she pulls the shrapnel out of her leg and then wraps it up and mm -hmm. um lets her hobble around so um, they're both injured. They're going to go down to this this nest thing. And then we get the scene on the cable car. The cable car. The cable car where, where Leon's life changed forever, which you could argue is the parking garage, but I think the cable car is really what sells it. Like, that's where it's locked in. That he's like, all right, well, this is the next 20 years of my life. Yep. Um... Because Ada is good at manipulating this big dumb boy. And she's like, I gotta give you something to live for, smooch. And, or she says that she's living for, I don't freaking remember how it goes. But anyway, somebody's living for something and they kiss. Um, you know, it's normal in the... In the version that we played first, but in the second time that it happened, where where they smooch on the cable car with Leon ninety eight, it was hilarious and made the entire thing worth it. It's really true. It was so good. He's just like eyes open, kissing her, block hands, so confused. Um, apparently she's you know really into polygonal boys. so bad <laughs> um yeah then you get to go into nest and fight some weird plant zombies that i hate uh at least leon has like a better capability of taking them out because he gets a flamethrower mm -hmm. and the flamethrower is really good on plant zombies uh, i felt kind of sadistic at certain points because 
I would like initially hit them with a the fire and then they would like writhe on the floor for a bit and then I would like hit them again with a fire and they'd writhe them hit them again with fire. Like I felt like I was just watching them suffer. But also they suck. So, you know, do what you gotta do. Um so this entire section is basically like hey, you have to keep upgrading your bracelet in order to get to the G virus. Mm -hmm. That Ada has told you to get, so of course he's going to get it. Um, also, Mr. X shows up again down here. Hey, did you miss me? I was like, oh god, no! No! So yeah, you, you get to... Get to the G-Virus. And Leon's gonna go give it back, and Annette's like... You actually believe her that she's FBI? What an idiot. <laughs> uh, she's going to sell it to the highest bidder. What do you think you're doing? He's like, what? But Ada kissed me. She can't possibly be lying. Um, also, you fight Giant Birkin. Like, Giant Giant Birkin. Big boy Birkin. He's scary and throws bunches of stuff at you. He got beefy. He got super beefy. He's been hanging out with Chris Redfield in Europe. <laughs> Chris Redfield, Redfield, who is totally in Europe and totally banging to all the ladies. Totally banging all the ladies in Europe. All of this is in quotation marks, by the way. So, um, Annette gets f***ed up, basically. And, um, she looks like she dies. And Leon goes out very casually. Ada's like, hey, I was getting worried about you. Did you get it? He's like, yeah, I got it. Also, who are you? Because she says you're not FBI. And I'm a Boy Scout. And I think you are FBI. But I really have to know. So who are you? And she pulls out a gun. She's like, oh, Leon, if you had just... Giving it to me, everything would have been fine. You're right, I am FBI. Federal booty inspector, give me the virus. <laughs> Leon does have a, a pretty okay booty here. He had a better booty in six. But, you know, this was before he was a, a hardened zombie killer. Maybe he did squats afterwards. Um... Leon pulls out his flashlight gun combo on her because or it's not a flashlight, it's the G-Virus but he holds it like a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the flashes in your face. <laughs> and eventually like he just drops everything he's like, shoot me. I don't think you can. Shoot me. God. <laughs> Idiot. Um, but Annette is not dead and shoots Ada. Also, the self-destruct system is going. And so everything starts to, like, collapse. And Ada's been shot. And so has Leon. And so he can't hold her. And she falls. And this is another change that was made very clear in this one. Mm -hmm. um, because in the original one, she supposedly dies. Um... But this one, it makes it very clear that she does not die. Um, 
so Leon is is very sad because his lady love that he met five minutes ago just fell to her death, supposedly. Like no. Uh, and it, Annette's dead. He dropped the G virus. Good job, Leon. You f up everything. <laughs> what did you actually accomplish here, buddy? Um. So yeah, then we we get to run out of the building that's self-destructing, and we have a friend come back to meet us. As Mister X, and it catches on fire at one point, and then becomes extra beefy. And also, his shirt is off. Who needs shirts when you're this beefy? <laughs> Just imagine if uh, Resident Evil Two, you played as Chris Redfield, and you got to this final boss fight, and instead of actually fighting Mister X, you just had a pose down with him. It was who did the who did the that. best muscle poses wins and goes on to to meet Claire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. What? It would be great. Um, Sign me up to, no, to it, redo Resident Evil 2. <laughs> no, you're right. Um that needs to be a DLC pack. Um so yeah, it's a whole lot of like surviving at this point. You just are trying to not die because you're on a very small platform with a very large man who can charge at you and has a lot of reach. Mm -hmm. um, also, rocks are falling. And also, rocks are falling. And eventually, after you do enough damage, this rocket launcher just appears because that's a Resident Evil trope. And uh, somebody in the shadows is like, now we're even. Uh, because, hmm, I wonder who it could possibly be. It's Leon's Jeep. And... <laughs> it's Leon's Jeep. Oh my god. Um, the uh, At least in the B route, it was pretty funny when I did this fight because I just got the rocket launcher and just like launched it directly in front of me and killed him. Uh, which I should have died for doing that, but I didn't. Right. And then it just shows... Mr. X is like bottom half, just chilling. He doesn't have an upper half anymore. And then you're free. You get to go on a choo-choo. And Claire's route's basically the same in both. Um, like, that's one thing that's kind of odd about the Leon A, Claire B, Claire A, Claire B, or Claire, pff, Leon B in this one, is that there aren't that significant of differences right which is very different from the original game there were a lot of like major differences but for the most part they're kind of the same no matter what you do it in like no matter what order um this is kind of odd that they would do that mm -hmm. um and one thing that i think that they why they did it this way is because originally with Resident Evil 2, they said that all four routes were simultaneously canon, which, like, makes no sense, but is very Resident Evil of them. Right. Um, but now they've kind of, like, condensed it to make the canon events always happen. So, like, the G-Virus is always going to fall. Ada is always going to fall. Um... Sherry's always going to get um, infected. Like all these things are big in the uh, in the canon. Mm -hmm. 
moving forward. So, um, Claire's is basically her, like, trying to navigate around the police station. And, uh, she gets access to a few things that Leon doesn't like. Uh, Irons' office, which I don't know that I really wanted access to that because he talks about, like, splooging on a tiger. He does. Do you have to edit splooging? Eh. It's not necessarily Maybe a curse cause word. Because it's, it's a euphemism? Eh. No, I'm saying, like, maybe I can get away with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But anyway, yeah. he, he, he does talk about it, and we're like, ew. He's, a, he's buddy, freaking that's... for a jack-off. He, he's apparently really into taxidermy. Um, which, I mean, I guess if you've got to have your hobbies, but maybe, like, don't wank it over it. Um, but it's kind of like the same dealio, which, um, I don't remember if it was Claire's route or if it was Leon's route, but you were, uh, you were laughing at me at one point because Marvin, which we haven't talked about Marvin in a bit, but he turns into a zombie at one point and I just <laughs> headshotted him in one of the routes. You literally just like and come down the stairs and just like, well, got to get rid of him. Blah! And he just... He's done. His head just exploded. Like, all right, all right, good, good job. He did it. <laughs> you were just like, what? Uh, so that happened, and he's just sitting on the couch casually without a head. I don't know which route I did that on, but I was pretty proud of myself. It's really good. Um, but yeah, Claire, you're going through the same police station thing. Uh, but before the Birkin fight, uh, you. You run into this girl as you're trying to move this um, file cabinet locker thing. Mm -hmm. And Claire's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Who are you? What are you doing? Do you need help? And Sherry's just like, you need help. He's behind you. She's like, what? Uh, which is creepy, by the way. Children, don't be creepy. And uh, then you get, to fight, you get to fight Daddy Birkin. and Avoid corners throw him off off the edge um and then she's like hi who are you can we be friends and then they bond over like the fact that their their parents are weird and claire's are dead um hey hey uh sherry has on the dumbest outfit mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i don't know why they didn't go with their like original outfit because this one is somehow worse like, everybody else kind of, like, got an upgrade from 98, and Sherry got, like, a massive downgrade. Um, so, they they traveled together, and um, Sherry eventually, um, <laughs> as we run into in the parking garage, Irons, he takes Sherry, and Sherry drops a locket. So Claire is running around the police station once again and eventually gets a call from Irons. It's like, yeah, so I need that locket. Where, where uh, am I supposed to go? To go to the orphanage. Where's that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's in the neighborhood. I'm like, Thanks. dude, what? You said like if you were in a hurry, you would actually give like specific directions, right. which is true. So then we get to go to the spooky orphanage as Sherry and do a stealth mission. Yay. Yay. Um, 
I was not good at this. Like, I didn't die or anything, and I never got caught, but I didn't like it. It didn't seem like a fun portion of the game. Um, but we survived it. Um, we also saw that the mayor's daughter is dead and almost taxidermied. Yay. Um, Sherry turns Irons into Two-Face. She does. Mm-hmm. She throws some acid on his face. Uh, does, like, this dumb thing that he opens the door to the bathroom to try and wash his face. And, like, instead of just grabbing, like, she could have shut the door and locked him in there. But, no, she just grabs the keys and is like, I'm going to go downstairs now. Gotta go, bye. That, that key doesn't work on that door. So great. We're just going to run into his office again. And then Irons catches up to us is like, all right, Sherry, we'll make you pay. And um, Daddy Birkin shows up. It's like, don't turn my Mr. kid. Here's some, here's some food. Eat it. And um, eventually when Claire shows up at the orphanage, she runs in irons and he's like, you suck. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it took too long. <laughs> and um, he, he ends up having this weird beastie thing pop out of his chest, and he's dead. He's very dead. Um, and, uh, turns out her, uh, or Sherry ends up getting infected because Dad's like, hey, I can implant this in you and it won't kill you. Yay! Yay. Also, Mr. X is here. Right. Um, terrifying. And then eventually you're, um, you're doing the same kind of, like, sewery route thing with Claire, but Sherry is, like, infected and you're trying to get to her while Annette's, like, rambling and basically, like, resigns her daughter to death. She really doesn't care. Uh, she doesn't at all. She's like, all right, well, you got to die because I got to do other things. Claire's like, dude, what the f***? <laughs> um, and so she basically is just like, all right, Sherry, you're my kid now. Let's go. Um, and they, they end up in Nest as well. And um, Sherry is super duper infected and has a really bad... No, not not you, Siri. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's very concerned and Claire gives her her jacket and says that it's good luck and it'll keep her safe except if you're except Claire's yeah, also wearing play, a jacket if you are playing the route where you decided that Claire was going to wear the jacket outfit um, she is still wearing a jacket and yet gives her jacket to Sherry it's very good but, but in the way that we played it she had like a pretty decent looking jacket on. Claire did. And she gave like the covered one to Sherry. So that was a thing. Uh, so instead of getting the G virus, like in Leon's art, you're trying to get the antidote to give to Sherry. Yeah. And basically, most of like just getting up to that point is the same as Leon. Mm hmm. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that Mr. X gets. Gutted. He gets gutted by uh, Papa. Yeah, so he he's um he just shows up a bit earlier um after the the orphanage thing, and is following them. And they get into an elevator, and they're trying to get away. 
and he's like about to get them and then Birkin just shows up and like rips the side of Mr. X out mm -hmm. which is what I was saying earlier that he has like intestines just kind of like roll out of the side of him roll out but <laughs> but he dies and also it doesn't make sense when you do Claire A and then Leon B because Mr. X dies at this point but then like he continues on way past that point in Leon B it makes literally no sense yeah and it bothered me the whole time I was like why are you here <laughs> you shouldn't be here you got ripped apart um, unless you're going with the whole idea of there being two Mr. X's, but I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, she gets the antidote and it's going to take it back. Um, but she gives the antidote to Annette and is basically like, do the right thing, buddy. Go give this to your kid. I, meanwhile, I'm going to fight your husband. A lot. Um, which... I have to give Claire credit because when Leon is doing this thing, he's like, oh, oh, what am I doing? Why did you throw me down here? Like, why am I on the floor with him? She's and it's like, good luck, buddy. And he like jumps off the thing and gets ready to fight. And when you're on Claire route, she just like jumps onto the thing, like presses button, jumps on and is like, all right, buddy, let's go. Um, and Annette's like, I don't think you know what you're messing with. He's like, she says... I have an idea. <laughs> um, but basically, Claire is like, you know what? I'm ready to F this dude up. And she does, if you play it properly. Um, Claire's routes are so much harder because of the, the ammunition and weaponry she has. Yeah, it's not as like... The, the weapons Leon has are a, are a better combination than what Claire ends up with. Yeah, definitely. So it makes it a lot harder to play on Claire's routes because, like, you're limited on flame rounds, so, you know, you're kind of limited on whether you can kill the plant zombies, and you don't have a whole lot of, like, hard-hitting weaponry as Claire. So a lot of these boss fights are much, much harder. Yeah. So anyway, we take down Birkin. We go check on Sherry. She's fine! Yay! Um, she's... Hooked up to an AKG apparently, but is not hooked up to an AKG, so that doesn't make any sense. Magic. And then Annette dies. Annette just dies. Um, which the self-destruct system starts up, and Sherry's mourning her mother's death, and Claire's like, "All right, all right, all right gotta we, go. we, we gotta, gotta, gotta go. go, we gotta go, we gotta go." I know you're mourning. Come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Um, so they they end up going down the train area, and it's. They're trying to escape. There's one part that sucks where the door is locked and Sherry has to go around. You have, like, plant zombies all over the place. But eventually you you get down. There's a train. You got a minigun. And you fight Birkin again. Again. Um, this one sucks, too. Um, this fight's probably my least favorite boss fight. Mm -hmm. Just because there's a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, but then we're like, yay, we're free, we have the train, we're going. If you get the true ending, then everybody's on the train together, yay. But then there's this weird, like, train rocking thing. They're like, uh, what's happening? So 
some whoever you're playing as goes to the back of the train and there's like Birkin once more just like swallowing the train up <laughs> I'm back in again. his massive form. So you have to just like lay into him with anything you have until his eyeball comes out and then you shoot that. And then you get a cutscene of them like getting rid of the car and stabbing him in the eye and grabbing the hand of whoever. And so that's the end. And we we get the true ending where they are walking together and she's like, This is Sherry, and he says, Okay. <laughs> And Sherry asks if they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They say no. Claire says, but that would have been one of date. Um, there is a, a guy and a, um, a semi that drives by and they're like, what if everybody's a zombie? Leon's like, I got this. I'll take care of it. So he goes, like, stands in the middle of the road. And the dude ends up like flipping him a bird. <laughs> yep. As he drives by, and like, okay, well, I guess not everybody's friendly. And so they continue walking in the desert. And Claire's or Sherry's like, hey, you should adopt me. Let's get a dog and learn to play piano. What about a parrot? My mom wouldn't let me have pets because she says they're messy. And Claire's like, yeah, your mom's kind of right. My mom just died. <laughs> My mom and my dad just died. You literally murdered my dad a second ago. Uh, but they they hold Sherry's hand and walk off into the desert. Because some for some reason, like, Raccoon City is, like, in a desert area in this part. Guess so. Which I, I was under the impression that that was not where it was. But, you know, like, you can't have... Raccoon City Forest and then Raccoon City Desert right next to each other. Look, that doesn't the make world any is sense. weird. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of weird, I think one of the greatest things to come out of this remake is the the modding community. <laughs> like, putting X gonna give it to you whenever uh, Mr. X shows up is genius. Yes. I, I don't know who came up with it, but it's genius. And so that mod is very, very funny. Um, we have learned that there is a mod that puts Mr. X in a thong with an umbrella logo on the crotch. I believe you mean that is uh, Mr. Sex. Mm. Right, sorry. I, I should address him by his proper title. The umbrella logo is right on his Right on it. Um, no blood in the, the logo, but <laughs> just all crotch. <laughs> I think Leon looks mostly fine in this. Claire has some weird facial expressions that bothered me a lot throughout the game. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just the way the mocap was done, but like, I don't know what her facial expressions are in certain points. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look human. Um, but I like her new outfit. It's a huge, huge upgrade from her 98 outfit. Right. Like, insanely huge upgrade. <laughs> Although, I don't know how you could possibly be worse than, like, biker shorts and pink denim vest and <laughs> booty shorts. Like, that's pretty top-tier terrible. Uh, but that's that's Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's that's the story. That's what we did. Um, I, I sucked at it. But it was fun, and I'm glad that we played it together, because I, I was so scared at certain points, I don't know what I would have done. 
But there are no sharks and no spiders. Obviously a big plus there. Mm-hmm. So, like, major upgrade there. Also, like, if given the choice between playing as Chris Redfield or playing as Leon S. Kennedy, I'm going to pick Leon every time. <laughs> I love Leon. He's an idiot, and I love him, and he's actually, like, super adorable and, like, ever been. And it's insane. And I, I mean adorable in the sense that, like, he's a good-looking guy. Not adorable in the sense that, like, oh, man, Leon, you're such a nice boy. Um, cause he's, he's an idiot. He's always such an idiot. And he does like the weird one-liners, but he doesn't do as many of them here. He does some, but not as many. I think the worst, like worst meaning like the most awkward Leon moment of this game is him flirting with Claire, like at the fence. Yeah, because like immediately, it's you, you. You immediately know, like, oh, this this isn't gonna mean anything. Yeah, he's gonna meet Ada like ten minutes later. Yeah, but it's just so awkward because he's like trying very hard and like, buddy, <laughs> buddy, no. <laughs> also, like, next time Chris comes back, he's gonna be super beefy, and you really don't want him that. He will try to fight you, and he does try and fight him many times. Yes. Those two do not get along. No. Can you imagine if at some point in canon, Claire's like, Hey, Chris, I have a new boyfriend. It's Leon S. Kennedy. Like, can you imagine how that would go down? <laughs> Chris is like, no. No. Denied. Chris just pulls out a gun and is like, what? Run by, not run on by Claire, me? on Leon. Yeah. He would run. He would pull the gun on Leon, not Claire, because he loves Claire. Leon, not so much. Even though Rebecca is basically like, you guys are the same, <laughs> the same guy, person. which is hilarious. But um, this is where we we meet Jerry for the first time. We get to hang out with her again in Resident Six, where she gets her own beefy fun. boy. She gets her own beefy boy, and she apparently did not take those piano lessons. The uh, the G virus gave her super healing abilities. Not piano playing abilities. <laughs> Not piano playing abilities. Um, and it also leads to Leon being like protective dad Leon. She's very funny. I, just the idea that like for the next 20 years of his life, this is what he does. Yep. Chase Ada, kill zombies. That's his life now. Chase Ada, kill zombies. Sometimes at the same time. Most of the time at the same time. Can you imagine what a weekend would be like as Leon? No. Like, what do you do on your weekends when you're Leon S. Kennedy? Just look at pictures of Ada. <laughs> he just, like, sits in his underwear and eats ice cream looking at Ada, which is kind of similar to our story about what Chris is actually doing in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not actually in Europe. He's, like, watching, what, what do we decide? You've got mail or something like that. Or Shakespeare in Love. Yes. And eating ice cream, crying in his bed. So I think both of them, like... They're the same person. Doing the same... Th they're the same person. So, like, Leon is looking at pictures of Ada and in his underwear and crying, eating ice cream. And Chris is watching Shakespeare in Love in his bed, crying, eating ice cream. Which, you know what? I support both choices. Maybe not the Ada one, because, like, <laughs> buddy, you can do better. Um, she's using you. 
But should, should we make an official declaration that the Ada Leon relationship is not a healthy relationship? Oh, I would uh, yeah. definitely say that a million times over. It is not a healthy relationship. It is not a good relationship. It's not romantic. Um, nothing about this is like desirable. No. <laughs> and, and and it's like it kind of goes back to the whole like femme fatale, like this sly woman's going to use him type thing, which is kind of sexist. Yeah. But it's been going on for so long, and it's like there's the implication in was it in six where she implies that they bone or was it the movie uh the move the prequel movie to six okay but even in six she's like i don't really care about you dude yeah we still need to watch this but also it seems like it's one of those situations where like leon is definitely in love with this girl and she definitely is not in love with him um, he he she, wants you, he wants to to put a ring on her, and she's just like, "You're kind of just my side piece, dude." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's pretty much like, it. And it's so sad. Like it's not it's not romantic, and it's very no. not not healthy. And Leon needs to find him a nice girl and settle down. All these people who like make fan art of them too, like acting no. lovey dovey. I'm like, do you guys not know the canon of these two? Like, what are you doing? Stop it. She's not lovey-dovey. Stop it. He needs to relocate his magnet. <laughs> Find him nice girl or guy or, you know, somebody. Just Find him somebody that cares about him. Find him someone that he looks at the same way he looked at that motorcycle. <laughs> I was just thinking about a comparison that I, I was going to say that is the most bizarre thing ever. And it's like the perfect way to bring this all around again and probably just end this because holy crap. Um, Ada treats Leon like Leon treated Leon's Jeep. Leon, your Jeep. Leon, your Jeep. Leon, your Jeep. Jeep. Your Jeep, Leon. Your Jeep. So, um, Leon is Leon's Jeep to Ada. It's true. Mm-hmm. Once it runs out of gas, she leaves it at a gas station, runs off in a police car instead. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Very. But yeah, this was our first introduction to rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy. And Claire Redfield, two major players in the Resident Evil franchise, our first introduction to Sherry and Ada. Mm-hmm. Although a- Ada did get a like nod in Resident Evil 1 as the password for John's computer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we met some people here. Some key figures. God, I love Leon. We have to play the Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Because you've never beat four, and that's tragic. Four is wonderful. We should, uh, we should do that soon. We should. I agree. But uh, I think that's gonna wrap this episode up then. Mhm. So, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonallymecheckup.com or sac.cool. That's where we got past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonally Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. 
Uh, you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can find more from Antladium at antladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. That's where we do Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Next week, the madness begins. Oh, snap. Is that next week? Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. I forgot that, that that's the, the start of the month. Mm-hmm. Dang. I'm excited. March Madness returns, and it's time to find out what is the best Persona song, scientifically. Scientifically. So we will be uh, Which, doing that next week. Um, fill out the brackets. Yes, the uh, the brackets are out there. They're live. They're up on our Twitter and other places as well, so you can find it out and about. Uh, fill it out. Make your predictions. Make see what you think is your favorite persona song from the sixty four that we selected. Um and have fun with it. We've uh we've done our predictions, we've also gotten other predictions coming as well, so we wanna see all of your predictions yeah. as well. We wanna see what you got. What are you made of? What are, what are your opinions? Throw them out there. Make them stick. So we will, we will, we will lock ourselves in the tournament chamber and not leave until we have a victor. One song. One song. Sixty-four will enter. One will leave. My God, I'm excited for that episode. Heck yeah! So that's what we're gonna be doing next week. Get your predictions in. I was gonna. I was going to say that we probably cussed more on this episode than we have, like, the entire podcast. But next week might also be a heavily, oh, heavily yeah. cussing episode because we are going to get heated. Oh, yeah. So look forward to that. <laughs>